When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You talking down on us, we live it up. How about that? This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. Chris Solomon from No Laying Up joining the show right now. What is it about this year's Open Championship that has you so dialed in? Balls are going to end up in some super weird spots. If you hit one offline, it's heading towards another group on another hole. Earlier on the show, NFL Network reporter Jane Slater, co-host of Men in Blazers, Michael Davies. Coming up, sports host and broadcaster Madeline Burke, plus actor Kevin Connolly. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. All right, welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. 20 minutes or so, we got Kevin Connolly coming in studio. I know TJ's crossed paths with Kev over the years. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood guy's been around for a minute, so oh, excited to catch up he with Kevin. He was in a few months ago with uh, when Ryan hosted. Yeah. Oh, he, was, he came in with Ryan yeah. Leaf. Yep. Look at that, friend of the show. And he's developed somewhat of a nice golf game. You know, had so many hockey swings in his game. Oh, uh, yeah, he's nice in, in his, golf. In his game. But now uh, now he's starting to, starting to put it together around the green. Somebody else who I hear has a tremendous golf game. But I have not yet seen it myself. I've only heard rumblings around New York City sports media circles that this woman hits bombs off the tee. She makes putts. She's <laughs> deadly around the green. And she's kind enough to join us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. It's Madeline Burke who covers the New York Giants. How's the golf game, Madeline? I'm hearing great things. I am so glad that my rumor mill is working because it sounds a lot better than it is. But you know what? I love getting out there on the course. and we got to get out and play as long as... Uh, you're good with me chasing some balls out of some weird positions. <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I got into the place in my golf game where I get excited if I hit one in the woods because that means I can go find three. And that's yes. like I've gone shopping and I've saved money. So I've turned into that golfer. Honestly, I've donated a lot of balls to the courses over the last couple of months. Um, <laughs> it's just really doing my altruistic duty out yes, here. You're always someone to give back, Madeline, for sure. Um, <laughs> exactly. We are about to head into another football season. The New York football giants is the team you cover on a day to day. Walk me through the state of the giants heading into this season. Yeah, well, I think a lot of changes, right? I think that's been the the storyline, new head coach, new general manager, um, really shaking things up and trying to kind of get better and bounce back from that four win season that we saw last year. Um, Giants are not an organization that's used to not succeeding, right? I mean, they've got four Lombardis in the in the case, and when you walk into the building, they've got uh, a lot of success. A lot of great players have come through that organization. So I think the struggles of the last five six years has been a little bit unsettling for people who have been around the organization for a while, but. There's a lot of optimism at this time of year when you have, you know, a clean slate. Of course, everyone in the league is starting fresh at 0-0 record. And 
um, anything is possible. But I think for the Giants specifically, you know, bringing in a guy like Brian Dable, who has been in this league, has been in football for 22 years, has been an offensive coordinator, is really well respected, and kind of has the reaction with guys who have been playing for him, you know, in previous uh, appearances, have said, you know, a lot of times when you see a guy who's a first-time head coach, he comes in and he kind of changes a little bit. He tries to emulate what a head coach should be. But Brian Dable, who is like affectionately known as Dave's, John Feliciano, for example, said, you know, Dave's is just more Dave's. He's just more of himself. He's very authentic. And I think that, that players are respecting that and are reacting positively to that. And, of course, it's only July. We've only seen some, you know, OTAs and some mini camp. But with training camp just two weeks away, um, I'm excited to see what his imprint on this team is going to be. Madeline Burke joining the show, friend of the show, Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What is this, year four for Danny Dimes? He's on the clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, year four, this is his third head coach. And, um, you know, it's tough for a quarterback like Daniel Jones, right? I mean, usually you come into the league and as a rookie, you know, your second year, you kind of get more familiar. So things move faster, right? The more familiar you are with something, the quicker it moves, the quicker you understand it. But for Daniel, there have been a couple of hiccups, right? I mean, of course, changing systems several times um, between different head coaches, different offensive coordinators, all of that. Also, the people around him, there's been no consistency. You know, the offensive line has been a revolving door for the last couple of years due to injury or, you know, not uh, playing to the level that has been expected. The wide receivers have been injured. The, The skill players have been in and out of the lineups, and that's been tough. You know, when you are doing a job, especially the National Football League, a lot of it is timing and rhythm and understanding that the people around you are going to be doing their job the way you expect. And if you're getting used to one receiver in the X running at a certain speed and another one is in there and it's like, who's playing in that spot now? And, you know, with your offensive line blocking in different ways and figuring it all out, it's just been hard. There's been no consistency. So it's not – it's been hard for Daniel Jones to find that kind of – equal playing field or what have you to develop if you would like and I think the more consistency they can give him the better opportunity there will be to see what kind of a player he actually is Madeline Burke joining the show New York Giants host and reporter friend of the show Ben Lyons in for Rich the Rich Eisen show in addition to covering the Giants in addition to being a big Giants fan I know you've got a passion for all sports I know you have an affinity for golf like we discussed but you and I were out at the Yankee game the other day on set of Lord of the Flies because you're a woman, you do not have to take your shirt off. I'm a man. I was forced to take my shirt off. It was terrifying. Can you please uh, back me up on this, that it was very Woodstock 99 vibes out at the bleachers at Yankee Stadium? The bleachers at Yankee Stadium are a completely different environment. I feel like the baseball game that is happening is more background noise in the bleachers. <laughs> like, you know, you see the outfielders out there turning around. Why is everyone cheering? Nothing's happening. Oh, they're cheering because another guy took his shirt off. And we're sitting out there. And there was probably a group of five or six guys that were, you know, it's a hot day, of course, summer in the Bronx, and they're taking their shirts off. And then they just start cherry-picking guys and saying, okay, you, you have to take your shirt off. And everyone in the section is chanting to these men until they take their shirt off. And then, of course, you were happily obliging. All right, let me lean in and join the fun as well. But uh, it was chaotic and a blast. And, you know, a $17 ticket money well spent yeah absolutely a fun saturday to sweat it out in the bronx but it got us talking about the greatest games we've been to as fans i know you've gone to so many games as a reporter with a credential but you're also somebody who likes to live the real fan life so looking back at your sports career and resume as a fan it's the greatest game you've ever been to Oh, gosh. I mean, there's a few. I think when I was a kid, my dad brought me to a Lakers-Bulls game. 
in the early 90s, but I was about like five years old. So it's like you've got Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson on the court, but I was like so preoccupied with the guy walking by with the who wants a Snickers? And I was like, I do, I do, that I didn't really have a full understanding of where I was. Um, and then, of course, later in life, like I remember, gosh, like the 2015 Rose Bowl, I think is one that sticks out too, because going into that, you've got Jameis Winston and you've got Marcus Mariota. And going into that game, you would think that these two players are going to become what Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are now in the NFL. And of course, their careers didn't quite pan out that way, as many college football quarterbacks don't really translate in the way that we expect them to. But um, that was just a really fun game and a matchup of two highly anticipated quarterbacks. And of course, the Ducks ended up just crushing Florida State. Um, but yeah, there have been a lot. I feel like and there's just a lot of memorable, memorable games I've gotten to work as well. Um, it's just, it's just why we get into this field, right? This is such a cool space to be in. We just sit and talk sports and go to sports games and events. And I don't know, there's just, there's a lot. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next is that you cover all sports. I first crossed paths with you when you were doing stuff for the Clippers and now doing stuff for the Giants. You were even doing some post game on NHL hockey, which I'm like, I don't know how she does that, but good for you, Madeline, far more talented than I am. What is it about covering sports at this stage in your life and your career that really inspires you and you enjoy? I think it's just one of those things I've always loved, right? I think growing up, it was my way of bonding with my dad. And it wasn't what is it until later life that I realized, oh, this is something I actually like myself, not just a way that I can spend time with my dad. And um, it's just something, too, that you get to do something different every day, right? It's not the monotony of the same old song and dance. And not, no disrespect to anyone who has that. It's more of just, for me, I love the variety. And I love the challenge, too. Like you mentioned, hockey is something that I'm not, you know, I didn't grow up around hockey. But I think when you have the access to the information and you prepare and you study and you learn, there's just so much to learn about as well. And there are some sports that I've been a fan of for my whole life. And there are some sports like, uh, as Michael Davies calls it, sucka, uh, <laughs> that, you know, I've gotten to learn later in life. And um, it's, it's just a cool and a welcome challenge. Madeline Burke joining the show, New York Giants host and reporter covering the team for MSG. Now, I want to get back to the football Giants because yesterday, Madeline, we did our running, our top 10 running backs heading into the season list. And I put Saquon on that list. I still believe in the guy. What are you hearing about Saquon Barkley heading into the year? Well, I think Saquon's got a lot to prove. And I think he knows that. And I think he feels that. And I remember earlier in OTAs, it was almost as though he had this chip on his shoulder when people were asking him how he's feeling or all that. And I know he's sick of being injured. I'm, I know he's sick of being asked about the injury. And it's, you know, it's a combination of things, right? He comes back from an 11-month recovery from that ACL only to have a freak accident landing on another player's foot and roll his ankle and have a really bad ankle sprain. And there's not really much you can do about that. It's not like, oh, if you train better, if you prepare your body better. This man takes care of his body extremely well. Um, that being said, I know that he is eager to get back out on the field. This is a guy who does not like to not be available. And, you know, he understands availability is the best ability. And talking to him earlier in this off-season program, you know, one of the things that he really lights up in talking about is as Brian Dable and Mike Kafka are starting to install this offense, the way that they're using him, the way they're moving him around the field. He said, I haven't moved around this much since college. And, he said he actually went back and watched some of his old Penn State tape to kind of remember what that felt like, what that looked like, what he played like in that kind of a system. 
and I asked him, well, what is it like, you know, going back to watch that tape now, now that so much has changed, so much has happened in your life, in your career since those days, what do you see now looking at that young college player? He said, you know what, I was a lot more confident and a lot more comfortable at that time. And he said, you know, dealing with these injuries, as I'm sure you know, like when you go through an injury like that, you come back and whether or not your body feels 100%, you're still a little bit mentally like hesitant. You don't want it to happen again. You've been out for almost a year. You want to make sure to protect it. But he said, too, I'm finally starting to feel confident and trust my body again. I'm starting to feel comfortable again. And that is allowing him to play more free. And that combined with the, the way that they are being creative and using him uh, in this offense, he's really excited, and, and you can see him light up and talking about it. I appreciate the insights on Saquon. He's one of my favorite players in the league, and I hope he gets a chance to get back on the field healthy and perform at a high level. Madeline Burke joining the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You guys, there's nobody in my life that loves a good pun like Madeline Burke. <laughs> like if you follow her on Instagram, she'll put up a photo, a beautiful photo. She's in orange pants and says, orange, you're glad you see me. You know, it's just stuff like she loves, loves the puns. Where does the, what is, where does the love of puns come from? What is the art and the science behind your puns? Cause you're a very punny lady. Um, I like, I think like people like to call me big pun. No, uh, not really. uh, back in the back of the back of the act. I not. Like I really can't not. There are times when you've been there where I'm just like, I'm just, I'm sorry. It just happens. Um, but I think it's a lot of it too is just my self-deprecating nature, right? I can't post like a photo where I'm like, oh, look how good I look. I'm like, all right, let me just balance it out with some like total nerdy personality, which is more on brand for me. <laughs> There is nobody better in the business at Instagram caption puns than Madeline Burke. And Ben, you know, I don't, Madeline and I don't know each other, but I start following her on Twitter years ago and she actually followed me back, even though we've never met. She was working with the Clippers. And so I was a really big fan of what she was doing with the Clippers. And and that was around like the 2014 season, right, Madeline, when you were working with them, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yep. Okay. I remember that, yeah. That was a big time for the Clippers, Lob City days, and yeah, I just want to say you did you did a great job covering that team. Thank you, thank you for saying that. I mean, yeah. it was such a cool experience too to watch. I mean, I started there 2010. It was Blake Griffin's rookie season, and even though he won Rookie of the Year, won the dunk contest, he as a human had some incredible highlights. The team was what like a 27 win team, and bottom of the barrel in the in the NBA and then they go from that to a perennial playoff team and just the arc of watching a team go through that transformation and what that takes was really cool and it was I just felt really lucky to be able to be a part of that and be kind of on the inside of watching that all unfold well it's been great to watch your career unfold from covering the Clippers to now covering the Giants in New York the future is bright Madeline I can't wait to see you back in the city let's get on the golf course in August not just say that on television but like actually do it (laughs) immediately if not sooner book a tea time i'm there yeah sounds good sounds good madeline burke joining the show thank you so much appreciate you thanks madeline thanks for having me madeline burke big pun <laughs> i think that nickname's gonna stick stuck with in MB. the middle of the little italy mb i love her she's the best we have so much fun in new york you know she's covering the giants now and like i said doing hockey and has basketball knowledge from covering the clippers we went to the liberty game the other night okay um so yeah she's a legend and we're Happy to have her on the show. We got another friend of Ben coming in studio. Did Kevin Connolly get out of bed on time and make it down here? He's a pro. He's been doing show business stuff forever. He's he's a pro. He's here. He's he in the studio. He's, he's coming in next. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Kevin <laughs> Connolly in studio on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs>
Every golf equipment company claims to be longer off the tee. Yep. But Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. It's been it's been speed tuned. I never even heard of this before. Have you heard of this before? Speed tuning? Speed tuned to Callaway's fastest, most stable driver ever. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high M. MOI. That's just the beginning because Callaway has engineered a rogue ST for every player. Most golfers, guys like Kevin, will fit into the Max because of its incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. But there's also Max D, their dedicated draw model for players who need more shot shape correction. Now, if you need something more, I don't know, low spin, there's Max LS, which gives you stronger trajectory and a more natural, neutral ball flight. But for the true players out there, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS is the compact, low-spin head that the tour players love. Callaway has thought through every aspect of speed, so all you have to do is go to Rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Kevin Connolly in studio next. Ben Lyons in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. For our radio audience just joining us, Kevin Connolly in studio, Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. The fact that right now we're making uh, a television show, a radio show, a podcast, YouTube content, social content. Everything all in one show. It's ridiculous. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Now you're, you're part of that, though, producing yeah. podcasts yeah, and yeah. doing Action Park Media. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, we, we've talked a little bit about this. Best thing about podcasting, it's, um, it's a great way for, to develop IP, right? And, and content that you can, it's hard to compete with these big, you know, studios and all, this, all these other 
you know, uh, entities. I feel like that's the part of the business that audiences home don't get to see is that when you get your hopes up for something that you want right. to do or you think it's real. Remember, there was a time you were going to play a character loosely based on Matthew Berry. Oh right? yeah, that's right. Oh that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, stuff you think that's going to come together course, and it doesn't. Yeah, or- like you never like you do a pilot, you have no idea. You know, you think, oh, this is great, and 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 it doesn't go, and then there's pilots where you're like, all right, well, you know, got got a little money for the to, to live on for the year, and then that one ends up taking off, and it's just. It's just a, it's a crapshoot, but I, I wouldn't recommend that. Certainly wouldn't recommend the business to anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. I, there was a moment probably like six months ago. I think we were on the golf course or something and I was just down and out. I was like, I think I'm going to go sell insurance or be a real estate agent. And you reminded me that it's a career and you got to stay in the game and you got to bet on yourself. And when you think back to the, the highs, obviously, right. sure, that's what you love. But right. think back to your own career. And when did you have sort of a moment where you thought, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe I'll go try and be work in the front office for the Islanders. And <laughs> yeah, these you know, after things. There, there's always you always want to have like a couple irons in the fire, right? Where it's like you feel like there's this job coming down the pipe or whatever. And then, but there's been a few times, um, and I, I'm lucky that it's only been a few times where you would wake up and go like, "Wow, like right now, there's just nothing. There's just nothing there, right?" And those are the times. You know, that you have to just like buckle in and, you know, go out and, and make it happen, basically. You go out you there know? and direct and you've well, done you a ton do, of directing yeah, over the years and all made, these things. I've made every kind of, I've directed TV shows, movies, documentaries, you know, so um, I just like to stay busy. But you've done something that I've never done that I think is the coolest thing that any of my friends in Hollywood have ever done. I really mean that. Kevin went on stage at the NHL draft and introduced a draft pick for the Islanders. <laughs> yeah, with Brock Nelson how scored thirty-seven great, goals last year. How great is that? Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a pretty wild experience. It was it was at, the draft was at the Staples Center, so I got invited to the table. You know, mm-hmm. so even that alone just was sitting there. You know, with all the GMs watching the madness that goes on, and uh, the thirtieth pick came up, and they were like, "Hey, you want to go up and make the pick?" And I was like, are you serious? They were like, yeah, go for it. So it was fun. Yeah. By the way, major uh, check uh, bucket list. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. They're like, do you know what to say? I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what to say. Well, it's great that you've <laughs> turned your career into now an, an excuse to be like an even bigger Islander fan, like to go on the stage, to drop the puck at, at center ice. Yeah, it was also a little backlash. Stuff. Yeah, look at this guy <laughs> up there. Oh, right? like my <laughs> Islander pin. I look like I belong up there. That's amazing. Kind look of. Look at the assistant general manager. Right? <laughs> You look so young like, in that. Picture. This guy's like revolutionized data and analytics in hockey. But, like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I did take a lot. There was a little heat from the hockey purists that did it. You know, of listen, course, like listen, only the Islanders. There's no bigger hockey fan I know than this guy right here. You directed a movie about them. Like, come on, your I credentials yes. for being a, an Islanders I, I, guy. I, you could argue that I earned it. It was here at the Staples. So. Yeah, we just had Michael Davies on. He was talking about how men in Blazers started. He was at a wedding and he was trying to watch the World Cup final and he found another guy at the wedding and they were the ones there trying to do it now they're podcast partners right have you had weird situations where you've been out in your life in hollywood whatever and you're trying to watch the hockey game and that's a tough one to get everybody in the bar to turn on the hockey game. yeah well luckily for me i owned the bar right so <laughs> I, I was master flex I, strap I, a bomb I, on him are you in that position but i did i did oh, Come on, ben. So good. ben and i would be ben was ben and i were early that, that's one of the great things <laughs> I, I know it's not for everybody but um I like early football starts. Oh, yeah. Waking up on a Sunday morning, 9.30. There's no yeah. better way to the get best. over a hangover than to walk into the bar was called Goal, Goal. and you order the eggs there. and a pint, and there's Kevin in the corner sipping on a Riesling, watching the <laughs> Miami Dolphins at 10 a.m. Yeah. Guy loves pairing like a chilled Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> 
<laughs> ben would be all over me. What yeah. year is that? What year is that? Yeah, right. what, <laughs> what year is that? I was a Cabernet guy. I would start, Cabernet. yeah, but that was my... Uh, yeah. yeah, I would like to have a... No, but watching hockey games in weird places at weird times. Like, I was just overseas in Israel for your buddy's wedding, Danny's wedding, which was amazing. And I'm watching, you know, Warriors games at three in the morning. I know, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to, yeah. to wrap your head around. I can remember I was in, I was in Cambodia and I watched a Mets World Series game at a bar in Cambodia. I'm like, this guy's never going to be able to find this. But I was like, hey, man, do you think? And boom, boom, sure enough, there it was. So I, I watched it. the World Series game uh, at, a, at a bar. Now, that's a great Cambodia. game you watched. We've been talking all day on the show about great games you've attended simply as a fan. I remember going to a Yankees-Red Sox game with my dad sitting in the booth and looking down and being like, I think that's Kevin sitting behind home plate. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a you couple. Had some, some great seats, but not just the seats, but the whole game, the experience, right. greatest game you've ever been to. Um, well, the bet, I was at the, I was in San Diego for the 98 when the Yankees clinched. And we were like on the, we were like on the rail. I was, you know, from here to the camera from, you know, Tino, like with his foot on the bag. We were right there. So as a Yankee fan, that was phenomenal. I was also at the uh, Game 7 Staples Center. Uh, when the, they were down against the Blazers, they made that oh, the 16 famous point. They made yeah, the alley alley you play. Nice. I got a jaywalking ticket walking into the, into the Staples Center that day. <laughs> that's, that's also the other thing that I remember about that, <laughs> which is very strange. But my, the, Drive. the best story is, and this is going to make me sound gotta terrible. Wait Drive. Drive. Yeah, gotta Drive. wait for the light at Chikern Drive. Gotta wait for the light at Chikern Drive. The, yeah. the, the cop stopped all of us, and he said, one of you has to go down. And I was like... Of course, they weren't my tickets, so I was like, "Guys, I'll take, the, I'll take the, I'll take the bullet. You, I'll be in, I'll be in a few minutes. Let's go." And I, Good to know when when, when wow. the cops show up and they say, "Who gets the jaywalking ticket?" <laughs> I got one of those in Santa Monica. Not, not cheap. Those out. Yeah. They're not cheap either. Three hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> if I wouldn't, I would not agreed if, you know, uh, to taking the bullet if I would have known, like or I would have insisted that we really? whack it up. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred oh, bucks. No joke. He stopped like a bunch of us. or something. Wow. He stopped six of us and gave me the ticket. $300 for a jaywalking yeah, ticket. It's Something crazy. like that. I'm not crazy, like, right? Yeah, you're right. That's Kept about on. 80 or 90 times higher than the entourage residuals checks I get <laughs> once every two years for playing myself in the Great Gatsby episode. Well, I get a check for about $3 you every hear, two years you for doing that. You want to terrible story? And Ben, you'll appreciate this, but it's also going to make me sound like kind of a jerk. Yeah, but sure. <laughs> Somebody tells me your residual checks are not $3? No. No, so... Um, Buddy of mine calls me one day, and uh, uh, so there's a mo- one of my favorite movies, Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, great movie. My grandfather great movie. blew up the bridge. He was he, the one who on set in the side. Actually he blew up the blew bridge. Up the bridge. Yes. Okay, so wow. I was a huge fan of, by the way, random. Random. That's wow. wow. a big part of the movie. Jeez. I've yeah. known you 20, come on, this is new to you. I know you were you related to the guy that actually blew the bridge. That's a bigger flex than, oh, I own the bar. That's a bigger flex, far bigger flex than I My grandfather blew up the bridge for Bridge on the River. Wow. But continue on your little story here. That's amazing. So, um, so, because I was always a huge fan of the movie, young young Obi Wan Kenobi, Alec Guinness, Alec like yeah. I mean, just in and and at top of his game, um, and it's playing at the New Beverly Cinema. Now it's a, this is a three hour movie that I've seen probably twenty times, and like I'm like, no, I want to see the print, I want to go see it on the big screen. <laughs> Buddy of mine calls and says, uh, hey, I got I got floor seats to the Laker game tonight. <laughs> you want to go? And I was like, uh, who are they playing? It's, Playing the Raptors, I was like, you know what, man? I've been dying to see Bridge on the River Kwai on the big screen. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna go see the movie, right? No, we know where this is. I'm sitting there watching the movie. It's 87 hours long, and my phone. And this is before like you could you couldn't do like the side ticks. My phone is like ringing. And certain point, I'm like something's wrong. And then I'm like something. Maybe something happened, right? So I step out and I call my friend. I'm like, is, is you all right? Is everything all right? He's like. Kobe just dropped 81. <laughs> oh, I knew where wow. it was going. I knew right where this was going. Bridge on the River Kwai. Yeah. <laughs> Seen it 700. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it 700 times. <laughs> and I missed the 81 point game. On the floor. On the floor. On the floor. Oh. And then bro. you got a deal with getting a phone call from like Lucas Haas being yeah, like, we big, were at the game, big, bro. It was a religious experience. That's, that's, that was wow. the tagline. I said, oh. well, they said it was like a religious experience. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, listen, you got to see this new 35 millimeter print <laughs> of Bridge on the River Kwai because that, change that life. Kobe game will be around forever. But that print, it's touring around the country. God, if we back. were friends, I would remind you of that every you day. You were when you left the movie. Oh, <laughs> man. Every day. <laughs> How terrible. That's an all-time Look at him, he's traumatized. I like, I like, I can't get over this. That's like worse than an actor not getting a part in a role just gonna or say, something. Yeah, I was going to say, or you pass on something, and then it becomes like, oh, I, I didn't want to be Han Solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just the, the, the worst thing about it is that there's just a snobby thing to do that it was the Raptors, right? Like, oh, yeah, right. Who yeah, what's going to happen? No thanks. Want to go see Alec Guinness? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, That's so I try good. not to think about that one too much. That one just got away. Right. Incredible. As great as the alley oop was, no, I think I would have rather been there for the eighty-one oh point game. Gosh, That's <laughs> tremendous. Wow. Wow. You guys, wow. uh, you guys would get great seats when you would accept them during the entourage days. You would have amazing seats. Yeah, well, we would, you know, we would yeah. shoot there, shoot during and, uh, the yeah, games and stuff exactly. like that. So, and and the Kings too. You know, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm a big hockey guy everywhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Have um, you? Uh, you stay in touch with the guys? I know you and Jerry obviously very close. But Jerry uh, and I talk. Jerry and I talk all the time trying to get jerry on a pod trying to get jerry on a podcast it's like trying to get him out of that basement he built is tough he's now. got like a podcast studio it's, I mean, it feels like that i mean obviously this place is yeah. amazing but like jerry's got a whole setup trying to get him trying to get him in the game but we'll see we haven't come he's come. got a starting backcourt now you know he's either it's two on two there in the household so. right and jerry's to run it that's it yeah. you know? <laughs> there's a lot going on and i have yeah. a i have a baby now I so i understand i understand a little enough? bit I haven't seen you on the golf course for a while i think that's why <laughs> it definitely complicates the golf it definitely complicates <laughs> the golf what, what's been the the thing about fatherhood you think that surprised you the most for an e-news question for our good old days Kevin. you know what it, it the the you know people say um well it really changes your perspective on things and and i of course it does right i always thought that was more of a cliche but it it truly does i don't know when i go to the park i i, I see the park differently you know what i mean when you're when you're at a park with the kids like you're like looking at you're like hey you have a kid here? You're like looking at people like, where's your kid? <laughs> you have a kid? Why are you just at the park, here with no kid? Yeah. Who's anybody see this guy? If this guy doesn't deliver a kid from somewhere in the next couple minutes, you got to run him out of town, right? You're like, and then you look at this guy like, oh my God, this kid's going to be a big, how long before this kid's in trouble? You know what I mean? So it's like, that is when they say like, you know, it changes your perspective. It does because I never really thought about the park. Right, I don't know. You right, go to right, the park. Right. Oh, Everyday stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yo, my son is two and a half. I cry at the end of Cars 3. Right. Why? Right. Why yeah. am I doing that? Oh, because I'm <laughs> you, watching with my son and like, right. Cruz wins the race and I'm just like losing it. It's like, <laughs> do, you, do you know that I've never seen one of those 
movies, like any of it. I think I saw Toy Story 2. Yeah. So well, I'm excited. Well, your little because, ones, yeah, your little yeah. one's really little. So Right, but well, when she gets in, I'll be, we'll be, it'll oh. be first run, first oh. run uh, screenings for Great. both of us. What's the, first, <laughs> what's the first piece of cinema that you've made that you want to sit her down with and be like, this is what dad does, and you like, show her. <laughs> Not Entourage. <laughs> not By the way, probably Angus. <laughs> probably Angus, followed by The Notebook. And then outside of that, she's going to have to wait. She's going to have to grow up a little bit. Maybe even The Notebook's a little too racy. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Kevin Connolly joining the show for our radio audience listening. Ben Lyons in for Rich Eisen on The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, let's talk about my Rangers, shall we, Kevin? Talk a little hockey to see the Rangers go on this run and just really capture the the collective energy this, of New York City and get all is, the hockey fans the host in this tri-state area. The host is taunting to get excited about <laughs> the Rangers. What is um, the Rangers' relationship like with you in your life? Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, it's I could do without it. You know, I could do without the Rangers winning the cup, honestly, but oh, I don't necessarily know oh. that I root. Truthfully, with the Tavares of it, I'm yeah. it's more, I'm more, almost like more anti Maple Leafs than than, <laughs> yeah. than I am the Rangers. But you know, I, you know, the Rangers. Listen, man, it's a big market. It's easy to get guys there. You know, so um, they have no excuse, right? They 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 just don't. They have all the money in the world. Um, yeah, so they should be competing like that every year. They should be in the in the conference finals right. every year. Right. Well, the Islanders were in conference finals back to back years yeah, before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 is the state of hockey like? You know, I'm not a big hockey guy. I like going to the games, but I don't follow it on a day to day. Anti hockey or just with me? A little bit with just you. With I, I, I say it's a little Game of Thrones. Too many guys with beards who I don't know who they are, and right. it's like you know, guys with too many consonants in their name. Like I get it, but right. it's a lot of fun to go to. Right. I never it's played it. I think that's the reason I don't have a connection to it. Right. But I know how much you genuinely love the sport. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I love I love the sport. I mean, obviously, I'm a diehard Islander fan, but I you know I've had season tickets to, for the Kings. Right. I just like to go and and watch hockey, and it's for sure the best sport to watch live. I mean, you're right there. Yeah, there's you know an energy I mean? in the building when totally, you're at a Ranger totally. game that's right. different than an it's, it's, game. Yeah, it's, it's full of hope, it is. And joy, <laughs> and good times and smiles. And yeah, um, yeah, it's fun too. And and the Kings are the Kings are the Kings are, are sneaky good, and they're gonna they're gonna be good for uh, few, the next few years to come. And uh, so are the Islanders. So the hockey's good. What's happening with the uh, the Victory Podcast? What are you and Doug doing? You guys are knocking these things out. Yeah, man. We you know we we do uh, Action Park. We have about probably eleven or twelve. You know, podcast going. Um, you know, we just we bang we're banging them out, trying to just build build a a, a company, which is very difficult. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess right. Like, well, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it, or it's supposed to be hard. All those things, but um, I think as an actor, we Ethan Suplee, actor buddy of mine, and I were talking about this. I just am on on calls, like doing things that I'm not accustomed to doing. Right, so because as an actor part of your growth is stunted that way, right? So I take it, I get on the phone and I'm, I'm immediately offended by everything that everybody says. I'm like, what? Am I crazy or is that guy being a jerk? They're like, no, Kevin, this is like, this is how adults he's a do lawyer. business, he's Kevin. A lawyer. Wait in your trailer he's and we'll call you when we're shooting the podcast. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's like, it, it's been an adjustment to, to be on these calls that as an actor, you're, just kind of shielded from. And then when you call and say, hey, I'll have the call. Go, oh, it's great. Don't worry about it. Look at this, Kevin. Real job? Child? It's like you're in a full-functioning uh, like adult. adult now. Adult. Congratulations. You finally did it, man. It took 48 years. Finally did it. Uh, Kevin Connolly hanging out here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, 
You're welcome to leave. We'd love to have you stay around for another segment. Here. Well, yeah, you I'm around. Hang let's out talk, let's talk about it. I want to talk about who these guys that hang out. Do they know they're on camera? When they're <laughs> there people walking in the I'm going to you know. show up one day yeah. next time you're here, and I'm just going to be standing back there. This is a we, daily yeah. thing. Daily like thing like yesterday, yeah, Kevin. there was three ladders and just guys kind of walking and yeah, standing around the ladder. Like, I, thought, I, was, I totally expected Jeff Hardy to show up. There were so many <laughs> ladders out there. Like I thought he was going to jump off of one. I don't think they know. They have no idea. They can't, because we Usually would have I the blinds back up, there. but they've been down for the last yeah, two next years. Next week so. when Rich is back, you're going to look behind and say, is that Kevin Connolly rolling calls? <laughs> After I leave, you're going to see me back there while you're still going. While you're going to a wrap-up, I'll be back there. <laughs> All right, celebrity birthdays. When we come back, Kevin Connolly in studio. Ben Lyons in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, welcome back to the show. Final segment of the day. Ben Lyons in studio here with Kevin Connolly, who is uh, one of my oldest friends here in Hollywood. Uh, way back from the Entourage days, and uh, you did a horse racing movie. I did an interview with you for Secretariat. Secretariat. Horse that's racing right. movie. Only the greatest horse of <laughs> all time. What are you talking about? Horse ben? racing movie. I don't remember. I know him for horse a long time. It all blurs. Movie. I remember we did a Junkin once. I interviewed you with like Ben Affleck in some movie or something. Oh, uh, uh, I saw uh, that. Not that yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a movie with a basketball player once. I think his name was Jordan. Like maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could he fly? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I've known the guy for a long time, and it's kind enough for him to come in studio. Secretary, so yeah, secretary, right, secretary, junket, feel- and he's just not that into you. Yes, he's just I remember you trying to pet me up. You were like, "Come on, man!" Because I was a little. I thought I was intimidated, but it's like it's you and Bradley Affleck Cooper and Bradley Cooper. I would just sat there, get in there like, with the jokes, Connor. Yeah, I had no go. jokes. I just sat there. I was like <laughs> having an anxiety. Come on, cover the premiere of Good Night in the Garden of Eden. Come on, like <laughs> yeah, the Tribeca. Yeah. Like what's up? Yeah, no, I, I, but that one was that. That was a. He's just not that into you, junket. Was yeah. Because, you know, Bradley Cooper wasn't a star yet, but it was like, it, it was happening. Like, it was inevitable. And there's certain yeah. actors on Junket Day, I've learned, that uh, they're a little nervous because it's oh. not what they do. They act. They don't sit in a room right. and answer questions. There are other actors 
junket day, it's a day to act. Like, well, let's go. <laughs> right. You know, so big shout out to Justin Long. For. Always great to see yeah, you. Yeah, by the way, he was. He's, yeah, he's, he's great. Loves you know, junket the day. The thing you know? about the junkets, too, it's like depending on whatever it is, like when on the entourage junket, you have you sit and 50 different people ask, who's in your real life entourage? If you had to have an entourage of dead people, uh, living or whatever, and then it's, he's just not that into you. Like, have you ever broken up with a girl on text message? Like, it's all related to they're just the same questions. And it's like three What's Scarlett Johansson's like in real life? Asking, yeah. answering the same so questions. So is there an entourage reboot? Are we going to see the guys right, exactly. get together again? Will the guys return? Yeah, no, so. no, but like I'm asking you right oh, now. Actually, I I um, I do, listen, I, 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 they reboot everything, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean... I don't think anybody would be interested in doing like the watered down version of it, if that makes any sense. I don't think there is watered down entourage. Right. There's <laughs> well, a pool party happening right now in Los Angeles. Isn't that true? It's true, yeah. I, th- I thought that was true, right? There's a pool party happening right also, now. Also, like, yes. prequels are a thing, so let's do an entourage prequel. Yeah. Yeah, because if we don't see you managing the Sabaros, then what yeah, are like, we doing eat at here, the pizza man? Shop. Like, play? let's go. Oh, man. Can, well, I don't want to give my role away. Can they do that thing yeah. they did in the Irishman with the hero and make me, <laughs> make me look like I'm 20? Let Josh Hutcherson stay at home. We can, like, CGI Kevin Connolly's face. Just, just shave your beard, and we can watch you learn. We can learn, watch E learn how to make garlic nuts. I mean, oh, that's that would be funny. Yeah, yeah, I don't want the. I don't want the prequel. I want the the the, the sequel. I want to see like Vinny Chase with a bad back. Right. <laughs> right. Oh God. You, you know, it, Turtles doing Pilates. Drama now, stressing because you know? he's turning fifty three. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you know. You know, it's it's funny. We so what we do victory of the podcast. We'll we'll go back and we'll cover like an episode, but it's episodes that we haven't seen in in. I mean, I haven't, we don't even know what's happening. I'm like, maybe we should watch it before we watch it. So we, it's like a, a complete, I'm like, I don't, it's so far away, but it's funny to watch Doug Allen. Like he's like crawling under the table. He's like so uncomfortable. I'm like, Doug, there's nobody here. It's just me and you and Dylan. Like, it's all right. Relax. But yeah, he's but like, that woke mom is under, ready to jump. He's just in. under the table. And he's like, look, I just, you know, I'm like, yep. he's like, I just wouldn't say, I don't, I sure. was 32 at the time. I don't speak like that anymore. You speaking know of mean? birthdays, speaking of age, it's celebrity birthday segment. We always do it to close out the show. Jane Lynch celebrating a birthday today. Ever cross paths with Jane Lynch? Very here funny woman here, here in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, I love Jane Lynch. Uh, who else we got? Brockman? Uh, Connor McGregor, UFC oh, champion. Someone tells me you've been to some of those fights. I've been to, yeah, I was at the big, one. big fight. I was guy. at the Khabib fight. Yeah, there you go. He loves the fights. 34, Connor McGregor. Well, what's next? Wow, for he's him? still got a lot in the tank. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley's birthday hey, today. Kelly, Kelly Lee. Kelly still Leak. trying to cash that big check. Yeah, Kelly Lee. Who else Freddy we Cooper. got? Uh, Tommy Matola, former Sony boss. Uh, let's see. Oh, Matthew Fox. Yeah, Matthew Fox is 50, the steel line from the steel line from Knocked Up. You know what's interesting about Matthew Fox? Absolutely nothing. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry, man. It's a funny wow, line. It's a funny shot, line. Shot. That was on two of from the movies. Shows. It's a Seth Rogen <laughs> line from the movie. Yeah, I didn't say. But it. Conor McGregor, I like that one. Yeah, it's a uh, well, God. What what does he that guy do with his life? Like after he fights, like where does he find that edge? Be very curious. Right, say that adrenaline. How's going to Whole that? Foods? Like, it's got to be tough. Go to the Gucci store. Conor McGregor's <laughs> going to start bullfighting because that's the only place he's going to get that type of Matador rush. McGregor. Be Matador. Like to see that. Well, he'll just, he just saw Josh Norman jump over a bull in yeah, Pamplona. That's what I'm saying. And he came on the show and talked about it, and they gave him a great nickname, and he had a great time with it. So. One of my oldest family friends is the biggest Matador in Spain, Francisco Rivera Ordonez. And as a kid, he used to write letters to the Chicago Bulls asking for Michael Jordan jerseys, and they sent him one. He got a Michael Jordan jersey. He's the biggest Matador in Spain, and it's in his trophy room with all the 500 bull heads and all the ears and everything, and he's got his Michael Jordan jersey right there with all of his bulls. 
Ben Rivera what, a, what a great family tree you got going on there, bro. One guy blew up the uh, bridge and yeah. Yeah. the river yeah. quad. Yeah. Man. Uh, Vincent Pastor. It's oh, 76. Yes. Yeah. You know Vincent him? Pastor. Yeah, yeah first job in television. I drove him through a car wash on Santa Monica Boulevard. This guy's got more acting credits than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent Pastor. I like that guy. Hey, Kevin, you were talking about, uh, or, I'm sorry, Chris, were you done with the birthdays? I mean, there's a few more. Oh, my bad. Go no, no, no. Please no, keep no, going. Rivers Island. You got Darrell Rivas. Uh, Darrell Rivas' birthday today. Uh, Scott Porter, QB1. Okay, QB1. <laughs> Clear heart. QB1. Uh, Rosie Greer, uh, famed Ram. It's 90 today also. Wow. Also, ironically that Kevin is here, Nancy Olsen from a movie you might know, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> Like Queens Boulevard is 94. Queens Boulevard is Queens. What do you got over there, TJ? What do you got over there? He's saying you like old stuff, I guess. Tried, no, I but you were, you were talking about movies that you were wanting to show your daughter and, um, you know, just kind of going back through IMDb. You know, Rocky Five was your, your first credit we have on there. What do you remember about working with Sly on that movie? Um, Sly was, uh, he was, you know, and he still is. Like, it's hard not to love Stallone, like what he's done with his career, but. That was my. That was a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got that, like I, that was one of the one of the best feelings of all time. Do you remember night. Rocky Five premiere night? Like going I with do. Your family and, and it everything? was in the yeah. big premiere was in Philadelphia, and I remember because like Barkley and Mahorn were there. Um, you know, so it was all like it was. A, it was a big giant. I mean, it was it was it was incredible. It's Eighty nine, ninety. That was. Right. Yeah, um, Tommy that. Morrison, of course, yeah. was you know undefeated. And the, the literally, uh, he was just like off to the races, and that, that's kind of a terrible story how that played itself out. But uh, that was a great, it was a great work experience, that's for sure. It's fun when you go back and you look and you look at the moments and things you've been a part of, or you touch, or you know, the chance to get to work with Stallone. That in itself is amazing, but in a Rocky movie, yeah. But just being part of the franchise, I mean, obviously, Rocky Five is like the, the least, you know, uh, I don't know what do you call it, right? No, they don't love it. People yeah. don't love Rocky Five. It's all right, but you know, um, John Avildsen, who directed the first one, won the Oscar for Rocky One, mm. and originally he was supposed to die at the end of Rocky Five, and oh. at the last minute, the studio came in. It's like, mm. by the way, the studio made a great call because they probably made eight yeah, billion dollars since then, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so you get the they got cold off, feet. and you get Rocky Balboa movie, oh, yeah, and yeah, the crazy. whole thing. No, so does it offend you when people say like oh, Rocky Five doesn't count? Oh, I, I, it takes a lot more to offend. The residual <laughs> checks that he gets counts. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, you know? I, no, no, no. That's that's far from. Uh, I've yeah. heard worse. Trust me, like I've, I've tried worse. to pull every shot at this guy over yeah. the years. For he keeps an going odd back job. to Angus. He keeps going back to Angus. You know, I'm talking about I mean, voicing over Best Buy commercials. Like we could really get well, there. Like, but greatest game. Like, the the eighty-one point game. Nice. I mean, that, that's, that's enough. Yeah. The eighty-one point game. That should be enough for me to live in shame. I knew that story. That's a great. I just thought I thought you'd appreciate it because you know Ben. Ben obviously knows movies very 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 well so i thought you'd appreciate i didn't think you'd have a direct connection to the bridge but um but i you know i knew you'd appreciate me going to see a print of bridge of the bridge on the river no your 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 affinity for for old cinema and your love for classic hollywood i think sunset boulevard queens boulevard it's the same right you go to action park you go to action park and you got old movie posters up there yours yours is up there and oh good i'm glad to see it didn't end up on ebay yes i like an an original italian uh north by Northwest, North North Northwest. donated to the uh, folks at Action Park and it's on glad the wall. to see it still in there. And Ben, Kevin, you mentioned something about, you know, like not remembering a certain episode. And I think that's really funny because, as you know, a lot of my friends are actors. So I watched their work and like Entourage, for instance, you know, my backstory. That was kind of like a way for me to tell my friends at home. This is kind of what my life's like. So right. yeah, I put an episode of Entourage. I can give you every line of every episode. 
But I realized that, you know, with my friends, I'll bring up something and they will look at me. Like, for instance, I was talking to Mila about a 70s show episode and she stared at me. She's like, I have no idea, no what, idea you're what you're talking about, talking about right. because you guys do so many episodes and you, you, you obviously you're not as married to them as a fan of the project. Is. Right. Whereas I've watched an episode 30 times. You may have, you know, you, you shot it, you read the script and then you moved on. So you actors don't really have, I guess, that 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 connection so much yeah, that and, the fan does. Right. Well, And it's different because, you know, Entourage is serialized. Right. So. We'll finish an episode and there's the three of us, the guy that wrote and created it and two of the stars have it going like, what happens next episode? Does anybody know? And we're all like, we don't know what the what happens in the next episode in terms of hmm. the storyline. Vince gets the movie or he doesn't get the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, pretty much, right? right? You either toast it'll work out though. Or when he doesn't get the it'll movie, work out yeah, he didn't get the movie. It's gonna know? work out. It's so gonna like work when out. When I'm at don't a table it. with my friends and like we, everybody just cheers at dinner, I just cheers and go, Vince got the movie, and everyone goes, Vince got the movie. <laughs> of course he did. That's uh, a fun group. Good stuff, dude. Well, listen, I appreciate you spending some time. Um, you have uh, any big NFL predictions for your Miami Dolphins? I know you're a big Dolphin guy. Well, last time we we, we were here, we talked about it. And, you, and is it line on still nine? Vegas has the, them at, at Vegas has uh, they're they're ahead of the Patriots for division uh, bets too. It's last time I was here, they were they had it was nine wins. I, I think it's way over nine wins. Way over way nine. over. Way I think over. they win. I think they this win eleven. Dolphin 12 fan has got Riesling flowing through wow, his veins. He's just so pumping excited. his chest out. I mean, you don't think they made some major upgrades? They definitely made some major upgrades, but a team going ten and seven or eleven and six for them? I think. I think. I think they won eleven games. They won nine games last year. Yeah, it's still nine. I like it. Wow, that's a bet. Yeah. If you're listening, that's now. Do bet. you go and sit in the stands and paint your face orange, or do you go sit and live in the Fly Guy Club? And when you go, no, to the I don't. I don't. Never, by the way, I don't go. None of the above. None of the above. I don't do any of that. No. No. I. The best thing about football. I mean, obviously, I went to a few games for the Rams run. It's always nice to be there. But the yeah. truth of the matter is, the coverage is so good on television. With the cameras, it's almost like it's yeah, better to watch and it. Post up and right. do the whole day. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I remember I was at the Giants at the Tyree catch. Oh. And, you know, going like, did he catch it? Right, right on TV, right, right, right. 82. Del Tufo, he was at the Tyree catch. Oh, that. That yeah. Was, no, I was right. No, I was there, too. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was there. was there, too. Just like you're there, and there's just so much going on. It's like, I think he caught him, and you're at home, and you're immediately watching replay. It was yeah. crazy. What, what, I, I blacked out. What happened yeah. in that game? I blacked out. You lost time. You lost time. Um, I appreciate you spending some time. Shout out to everybody who came on the special Friends of Ben show. We'll do it again tomorrow in for Rich Eisen here on YouTube, Sirius XM, Peacock, Westwood One, Odyssey. Uh, we're probably playing somewhere in space right now, but we'll do it again tomorrow. Hope you join us. <laughs>